the Gilda's maximum lawyers community of legal entrepreneurs who are taking their businesses and lives to the next level. As a Guild member, you'll build relationships, be held accountable, and learn strategies specifically designed to get you unstuck and accelerate your plan for growth. Members are also granted exclusive access to masterminds hosted around the country. Our next event is coming up, and we're heading to Scottsdale, Arizona. There's something truly magical about the power of these in-person connections where real-time breakthroughs happen. Picture this. You're surrounded by like-minded law firm owners tackling your business and mindset challenges together. The energy is electric, the insights are transformative, and the results are game-changing. Investing in yourself is the best decision you'll ever make. The knowledge, strategies, and breakthroughs you'll gain are priceless assets that will supercharge your practice and propel you forward. Join the Guild and secure your ticket to Scottsdale at the best possible price by visiting maxlawevents.com. There's something inside of you that's very genuine that people can, can recognize. And it is something that can be learned because I've learned how to better interact with the clients, how to really listen to what they're really saying and what they really need. And just being genuine will go such a long way with the client. But it's something you can learn. It's something I've learned from watching Edith. Run your law firm the right way. The right way. This is... The Maximum Lawyer Podcast. Maximum Lawyer Podcast. Your hosts, Jim Hacking and Tyson Mutrix. Let's partner up and maximize your firm. Welcome to the show. Welcome back to the Maximum Lawyer Podcast. I'm Jim Hacking. And I'm Tyson Mutrix. What's up, Jimmy? Oh, it's good to hear that phrase. What's up, Jimmy? I'm so excited. I've been writing this high for the last week since the conference ended what a blast we had man it was it was it was incredible i it exceeded any of my expectations i don't know about you but it was it was incredible just seeing the people interact and having so much fun and learning so much and the speakers were amazing and, and it, it was just great i was really lucky that i was able to bring one of our new marketing people to the uh conference and she i saw her every time i saw her she was taking tons of notes on her little legal pad so I know she's typing those up now, and I know we've got a lot of things to work on here. I'm I'm really excited. I think I'm going to start working with Annika on a physical newsletter again. I haven't done a physical newsletter for a while, and our guests today are, are experts at that, so I'm excited about talking that through with them. Yes, I'm I'm happy to see you're getting back in the saddle with the, with the newsletter. It's good. I'm not doing one, but I I've talked to Annika about it before, but I know that you did them in the past. It's cool. So, well, do you want to? We we sort of teased our guests. Do you want to introduce our guests? Oh, it's one of our longest time listeners. It's a husband and wife couple that we love so much from here in St. Louis. They're down in Houston. Um, I need to get down there to visit with them. But Don and Edith McClure, welcome to the show. Hi, everybody. How y'all doing? Hi, everybody. So you, you all are so awesome. Your videos together are great. It's just, it's awesome. It's awesome seeing the text and everything. So talk a little bit about your story. Talk about your journey. Uh, and here's what I'll do. I'm going to let Edith go first, Don, okay? So, Edith, you talk a little bit about the story, <laughs> and then, Don, you, 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 you wrap things up. Okay. Well, I've been working with Don since we got married. Uh, I don't know if you know a bit, but he is my divorce attorney. And <laughs> that's how they, you know, pretty much how it began. Um, I've been just listening to everything he does, trying to be supportive, 
and um, helping him with the videos. It's just something that we just kind of started doing, and it, people started reacting very positive. They really liked it, um, and and we just continue to do them. There's definitely a lot more to that story uh, <laughs> about how we met. Um, definitely go, come check out our, our site, our videos. We talked about I went over to our house and was introduced to Pozzoli, and uh, that's where everything started for us. And uh, we have been doing everything together, and it's and it's it's been a lot of fun. We uh, definitely do our videos together, uh, our our events, uh, meeting with clients, and it's it's been a great uh, 14 years. Don, let's back up a little bit and talk about when you uh, finished law school and about how you came to start your own firm. After law school, I decided to go ahead and go out on my own, and I was pretty much taking anything that walked in the door. Uh, I know a lot of people refer to that as threshold law. I definitely was practicing that, and I grew my practice doing quite a bit of different things. So I, I was doing some probate or wills or criminal defense, and eventually family law started really growing. I also did some personal injury. It's funny, the one practice area that I really didn't like or enjoy was the one that grew the most. So up till recently, we were doing a, a general practice, I would say really up to last year. And now we've switched to only doing uh, pretty much uh, only car wrecks or refinery accidents, those kind of cases. When you made that decision, what was it? Was it more financial? Was it more space to enjoy? Because it doesn't seem like you really enjoyed those spaces. So what, I guess, why did you make that decision? Well, we went to John Fisher's mastermind, and our biggest decision we were going to make was, do we, do we continue with this general practice? Most of our clients are all Hispanic. It's more than just our target audience. That's just who we, that's, but that's almost all of our past clients are Hispanic. And a lot of them like having one attorney to go to, and they expect you to be able to do all these different things. And we were wondering, are we going to lose those clients if we start to only do personal injury law? And it wasn't, it really was a couple of different factors. Number one is I wanted to get really good at one thing. And although I did a very good job, I believe, for my clients, it's hard to, to, to be the best at everything. So I was looking forward to niching down to be better at what I do, also to give my clients a better customer experience. And I enjoyed this area of practice more than the others. Edith, what's your role at the firm? What, what I know besides spicing up Don's videos that you do a lot at the firm, mm -hmm. a little bit about your role there. Well, I uh, pretty much do everything else that does not involve an attorney. I help him with his books, with the payroll. So, like, I'm HR, I'm IT. So, anything goes wrong with the computers, I fix the problem. Anything goes wrong with anything else, I take care of it. I take care of our lobby, welcoming our clients, making them feel at home. Um, I, you know, if there's any issues that need to be addressed, I'm the one taking care of them, managing the office, uh, keeping up with, you know, just communication on social media, and pretty much everything. Like I said, anything that does not involve an attorney, I'm taking care of it. 
So, yes, I'm really interested to hear, because you're seeing a different perspective. You know, we, we always look at things through the, through the attorney's eyes. And I'm curious from your perspective, what are some things that you think that lawyers do wrong and some things that lawyers do right that they should keep doing? I think the biggest thing I've, I've been able to help Dom with is just to get more on the customer's side of his practice. I think one of the things that is overseen by a lot of the attorneys is how they communicate with their clients or, you know, it's like down to business. And the way I've been approaching it is first get, you know, down to their level and feel what they're feeling and have that sympathy for their issues. And then you give them a solution. And I think that's the biggest thing that I've been able to help Don is, you know, it's having maybe spending more time with clients, really listening to their issues, really connecting with them and becoming more of a friend that they can call, someone they can reach out when they have an issue. And people have really responded to that. I they really think of us every time they have a legal issue, even though it might be something that we don't handle, but we can still give them a solution to their problem. You know, we build that trust since the phone call. One of the things that Don, you know, will, will probably say that is my biggest problem is I spend a, a, a sometimes too much time with people. That really what I'm doing is building that relationship, maybe over a, you know, 20, 30 minute phone call, even before they come into the door. If they call in with a with a with an issue or a problem, I sit there and I listen, and that's where my customer service experience I think has become very handy to the practice. Um, and I think that's one thing that I think if if attorneys will just take more time to really listen to people and their clients and you know their needs, um, they will I think they will have a better return. It's it's almost like most most of our clients are referral based. You know, we don't do any advertisement on billboards or TV or radio. We have done that in the past, but I think for the last almost five years now, we have done none. And it, our practice just continues to grow, and it's all, it, it is all through word of mouth. Just people thinking of us and referring us out to uh, their friends and their family. And I have a huge family, which that really helps. And I think that's why Don keeps me around, really. But um, it's, it's just also the way you communicate with people and the way you make them feel. And I think that's where um, I see where, where attorneys can, can maybe put a, li- a little bit more effort and not just get down to, um, you know, business when it comes to meeting a new client is making that connection that will last, you know, for many, many years to come. And if I could, oh, go ahead, sorry, Jim. If I could just add on to that, we were actually able to get reviews from some of these people that call that think of us as the legal hub. And we are purposely trying to be that person to have connections to other attorneys that will treat them like, like we treat our clients. And so when Edith spends time with them, really actively listening, even on a case that we can't handle, 
Of course, we ca we capture their name and address and information, so we add them on our uh, newsletter list. Also, we sometimes ask them for reviews, and they are willing, in many cases, to go ahead and give us a review, even though there's really nothing we did other than listen and get them to somebody else that take, can take care of their case. And we also have noticed that those same people, when you really take the time with them, uh, whether they hire us or not, when they do hire us, we end up, you know, somewhere down the line getting, you know, invited to, you know, a wedding or a 15 or a birthday. And I think Edith's absolutely right. At first, I didn't really like all the time that she was spending with them because it's taking her away from other things. But in the end, she's absolutely right. Building these connections has, has meant the difference for us. Well, you know, my personal goal in life is to be invited to a quinceanera. So hopefully, <laughs> when your daughter turns 15, you guys will invite me and I can come down. Um, I, th I think the point you guys make is a really good one. You know, we're lucky here in our office to have Marwan um, Hamid in our office. And Marwan is a native Arabic speaker. Most of our clients speak Arabic. And there's just no doubt that he's able to calm them down and keep them happy with our service in a way that none of us otherwise could. I mean, Imani could, but she just doesn't have the personality for it. Marwan is able to be patient with people. You know, he um, he's always texting with our clients or chatting with them on WhatsApp. We even have potential clients who sometimes he'll be sitting there with me in the consult and they'll ask him in Arabic if I'm a good lawyer that they should trust. So I think that having that buffer is invaluable. And Don, I bet that you've seen similar kinds of things with Edith's interaction with your client. Absolutely. It makes a huge difference. It's just so important to have somebody on your staff if you're not able to do it yourself, because it's very time consuming. But to have somebody that has that skill, because I can tell you that before Edith came along, uh, I'm, I'm a friendly enough guy, but it was nothing like there's something inside of you that's very genuine that people can, can recognize and it is something that can be learned because I've learned how to better interact with the clients, how to really listen to what they're really saying and what they really need and just being genuine will go such a long way with the client. But it's something you can learn. It's something I've learned from watching Edith. So I want to change gears a little bit and in the process, I want to get them in trouble. So Jim tells me all the time about how hard it is practicing with his wife, how terrible she is at work, everything else. I'm just kidding. Um, but no, you know, you and Edith do all practice together in the same office, and and I think that could be tough at times to talk about if if there are struggles at times being husband and wife in the same office and how you overcome them. Well, um, I will have to say that at the beginning, it was a lot harder. Uh, there was many times where I pretty much just quit, stormed out of the office, came back the next day. You know, there was times where he would just fire me and I will pack my stuff and walk out and again, come back the next day. You know, it's just, it's very challenging. I think over the years, we've learned to give each other space and be more understanding of our roles at the, uh, uh, you know, while being at the office. And also, I think we can do better at separating, you know, work and home. But it's, 
it's very hard when both of us are invested and, you know, we bring work home and we talk to our kids about different cases and we share so much with them. And it's just now it's become more of the routine. Like we just know this is just part of what we do. And this is part of every day. And, you know, I don't think I've, I can't remember the last time I was fired or, or I quit. So it's been better. It's been a lot better, but I think it's because we've, we're giving each other space. Um, like, for example, in the logistics of the office, I've, I I try to keep my office as farthest away from Dawn as possible. I try to, you know, just only interact with him when I need to. Um, you know, I think that helps. And before, um, we were very close in proximity, and I think that was you know, also part of the, uh, the 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 issue, just not giving each other enough space. I mean, we, you know, we work together. We come home together. We used to carpool to work every day. So it, it was just a lot of time with each other. Not that we didn't like it. It was just, you know, it's just we just needed space, and I think that will get frustrating at times, but it, it's a lot better now. Don, don't think you're not going to answer that question. You've got to, you've got to answer that question. <laughs> I plead the fifth. <laughs> um, for sure, it's a, it's a huge challenge. I think once we, what we, we're, we figured out, and we're still figuring it out, uh, what our different roles are in the firm. Uh, and I would say that, you know, Edith is really not doing any of the legal work. And I think that she's much happier. When I asked her to do some of that, and she did, she filled in when we were having, we had a um, somebody leave, and I needed the extra help, and she filled in, and she did a great job. That's not where she wants to be. What she wants is the flexibility to be able to talk with clients, and of course, you know, help me run the business part of it, like the, the payroll and things like that. But really, where she shines is being able to have the freedom to have that extra communication with the clients, with potential clients. And once we establish our roles, and I think it, it went a long way. I don't come over there and step on her feet. I try not to. And, and she does, you know, doesn't come over to my area and step on my feet. So I think that's the way it works best. Yeah, I definitely think you need to have those boundaries. And one of the things that Imani likes to do is, as I'm falling asleep at 9.45 at night, to remind me of three things I need to do at the office the next day. And that always drives me crazy. <laughs> Um, yeah. I can relate. What what uh what are your plans as far as growth and and what are your what are your goals for the next couple of years, Don? Wow, that's a great question. I really want to concentrate on the customer experience. I really want to create raving fans, and I think the way we're going to do that is to continue to invest in systems that really strategically make a point of getting referral business that are strategic and getting the clients to really have a good experience. And I and I really think that if, if we can make the client understand that we really do care, that it's more than just a case, that they're not just a number that they really mean something to us, then our business will continue to grow. And I think that's probably the best return on investment we'll ever get. We could spend a lot of money and I think, you know, a quick, you know, pay-per-click and 
and ads and those type of things are great. I have no problem with that. But I really feel like there's so much more that I could do just with our communication and how to improve that. And so the way we're doing that is a few different ways. Um, number one is we do have our weekly email uh, that we send out a newsletter. It's called our the Friday Five. And we do have a pretty good open rate. What I like about it the most is that every week somebody's going to see my name and their email. And I, I know that they may not open it, but they see it there so that when they're thinking, you know, if something comes up or if they had a friend who's in a car wreck or there's an explosion down at the refinery, I'm hoping that they'll remember my name. And so we're doing that. We have our, our print newsletter that we send out monthly. We do a business spotlight, which has actually turned out to be really good. Um, we're uniting with some other smaller um, businesses around our area. And we're trying to also make regular phone calls using, we use Filevine, um, trying to make sure we're contacting our clients on a regular basis. So we're really trying to design our whole firm about educating the client, communicating with the client, making them almost feel like they're the only client that we have. People, I think, are hesitant to send out a newsletter. And it could be for a variety of reasons. I think it's really, really difficult to do. It could be a variety of other reasons. I think it's expensive. But what are your general thoughts? And this is the both of you. What are your general thoughts on sending out that newspaper? And what kind of returns have you gotten on that? Um, I think, too, the, what I've seen most um, is, like, we highlight on the front cover small businesses. And a lot of the businesses that we've been highlighting for, I think, since the beginning of the year or even before that, it's been business owners that we know, family members. My sister is one in one of those covers. Uh, a, you know, good and great friends have been featured on that newsletter. And everybody from our community gets that letter. So it's just, it's highlighting someone else. I think that really has uh, resonated with people and they have really appreciated and they are so surprised when they get it in the mail and they see somebody that they know. And so they'll tease each other and say, hey, you're famous, you're on Don Anita's you know, newsletter. And that has really, I think, impacted our small community. I think they appreciate that, being featured, being acknowledged. Um, and I think it just validates what you do. People know us for being giving and for being always there when someone needs help. You know, I, I help uh, run uh, a nonprofit, but it's more like a small group, and it's called United by Love. So we do a lot of nonprofit events to try to help raise money for people with, you know, health problems or bills piling up. And so they know that we're always there for the community. So the same way they support us, we support them back. And whenever they see it on the newsletter, I think it's just, you know, it's just to another way to prove that we're there, not just for us, not just for, you know, this business um, that we run, but it's also for them. And it helps them to feature their business in something that maybe not everybody knows about. And it just kind of gives them a boost of, of um, feeling appreciated and and like oh you know some sort of milestone like I made it uh, just being acknowledged and Annika has been doing a great job 
helping us with, you know, with the newsletter, the print newsletter, and also the, the Friday Five. And I think it's just featuring other businesses, um, acknowledging that they exist and trying to uh, encourage other businesses out there to just keep going. And, and speak, you know, everybody has just pretty much the same story starting up. Um, that has really, I think, been very, it's very welcome by our community. I agree. And I would say that you know, we do do a business spotlight and we actually frame, uh, of course, Annika does it for us, but we frame the newsletter front page. And actually, we, we do the, a version, it's, it's in the same version, but English and Spanish. So then we have two basically front covers, and one will be in English and one will be Spanish, you know, on their business. And it's on a piece of wood, and we give it to the business we spotlighted along with a whole bunch of extra copies of our of our newsletter. And they are so excited, and they want to hang it up in their in their business, and they, you know, want to show it off. And it's a big deal. And we, we like doing that. I've really enjoyed trying to lift up other businesses, especially when they're family, friends, clients, things like that. And I see, you know, it's, it's like a circle uh, of gratitude, really, uh, that, that comes back around. So we were talking, your, your original question was about, you know, what's the return on it? And it is expensive. It's not cheap, especially since we do the Spanish also, and we add a lot of pages. But and it's nothing you can say, okay, I got this case for sure because I had this, you know, edition in December of my print newsletter. It's more about the long-term approach of building these relationships. And, but I can tell you, I feel very confident that the newsletters has made a big difference, especially now that we're switching our whole practice area. Of course, we don't mention much about the law in the newsletter, but when we do, it's always about an accident or why you should have this amount of insurance or, or a newsjacking event that, that's happened um, that's interesting or intersects with the area of law we practice. So it's been really good. And I know that one thing we're going to start working on also is working on these links because, you know, these little businesses, these small businesses, they have, of course, their websites. But we want to get those local links that um, that we learned about at the conference. Let's talk about the conference. I, I'd love to hear your guys' thoughts, your feedback on it, um, what what you liked about it, what you think we could do differently next year, things like that. I already submitted my survey. <laughs> I I. First of all, I think it was great. I, I was actually mentioning it to our kids yesterday. Um, Nathan asked me, you know, so how was your trip? How was the conference? And I said, you know, it felt like a family reunion because we had seen a lot of uh, uh, of the people or friends there just in April at the John Fisher um, uh, conference in Florida. And it just felt like a family like a family reunion, like seeing friends again. So that was very exciting to see everybody again. And I was even more excited when I met even more people and more just amazing, you know, wonderful people that are trying to help each other out. I think it's just such a great community. You guys are doing a great job with you know with the whole conference uh, I'm sorry I missed it last year but I was there this year and I think it was it was amazing I mean I I learned a lot I took a lot of notes we still have to go through them we spent an extra day uh there in St. Louis just to kind of go over our notes but and we're not done um so it was it was very very informative it was 
we got a lot out of it. I totally agree. Uh, last year, she was supposed to go with me, but she uh, dumped me to go to Paris, which I, I understand. But uh, uh, it was a great conference the year before, too. My biggest concern was how how is this conference going to grow but still retain the family atmosphere that we have? And it did. It, it still did. The best thing about this conference, we could talk about all the systems and and all the digital marketing and all this and all that all day long. And it was all such great information. And like you just said, we're still going through it. But for me, the biggest takeaway from this conference and is the abundance mindset of how people who are ahead of us are willing to turn back and help us and how we should do the same thing for the people who are coming behind us. And you don't see that at other conferences for sure whether they're just on the law or on marketing or whatever they are. This has definitely become a family. And I can tell you that I could probably call anybody, whether they're a speaker and they're way ahead of us or or you guys or anybody else, and they're willing to, to, to take the time, call me back and help me with whatever issue I'm having. So that is something that's invaluable that I can't even, that I have a hard time even putting to words. You know, Don, you're so right. I, and it's something that we're very conscious of is that we grow, you know, not, not sort of tearing at the fabric, if that makes sense. You know, we want to make sure we do stay intact at that same feeling. That was my biggest fear going from last year to this year because we more than doubled the number of attendees. You know, are we going to have that same feel? And I thought it was pretty clear by lunchtime of day one. We, we had actually it's probably clear by the day zero that it was that we had that again but it it blew me away just that still that family feeling that you all are talking about it really just was incredible well and and you all talked really great about us about the podcast or about the conference but what are some things you think we should improve upon one thing i really um i think will be beneficial is if at the end of the day we just kind of do like a review session because there's so much information and basically we walk out of there overwhelmed with things to do and ideas and all these things. And, you know, if we can just have, you know, some sort of like a review session at the end of the day, just to kind of gather or review that day and just have a few bullet points that we want to follow up on. Um, I think that will be very helpful. Um, I, I, you know, a lot of the times we take notes, but then we we take notes on what we hear at that moment that we feel is important. But maybe somebody, you know, caught something that I missed, and it will be nice just to kind of maybe smaller groups break into smaller groups and do like a little review just to go over the notes and just kind of pinpoint the things that. Um, that that we got from every speaker of the day and then just I, I think that will be helpful to just kind of focus even you know pinpoint even more your 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 ideas on what you can do next to improve your practice i would add that it would be great to um expand on this idea that we saw you know form after the event which was on the accountability group for people who are 
who want to exercise, who want to be better physically fit. I think that we could do that also with uh, doing videos or having some deadlines. I know that we're putting down on on the site how what what would it execute? What are the top three things that we're going to do and, and by when? And it would be great if we could try to figure out a way to um, hold people accountable and hold people um, to their word that they're going to do certain things and follow up on it. And I. I know that's not something you know necessarily that y'all need to do, but it's something that we can do as a group. And so I know one of the things I'm trying to do is figure out how I can be held accountable to do more video, and you know what my deadlines are. And so it's great that we can do that. My other other suggestions would be um, it was great the second day that we had tables because I do like to take notes, and it was really hard to do it when it was in my lap. So I do appreciate the tables. And also, it would be nice if maybe we could have pre-printed um, notes, like a page with the topic on the top, and just be able to write right in there. Maybe even the speaker would give a few of the outline ideas on it that we could just kind of fill in. That's all great stuff. The tables for sure. I'm gonna. I was gonna email Gina today if we're gonna do it at the pageant. I want to make sure that we can at least bring in the little like hotel tables so that people can take notes. I was worried about that, but it was more of an issue for people than I thought because everyone went running to that one row that had the row. So that's the thing we're going to do. All right. So my last question for the team of McClure and McClure. Here we go. Who do you like better, Tyson or Jim? <laughs> oh, my God. That's a hard one. Hey, before you answer, Jim's jealous because someone created a parody account, and I know who it is, Bernard. Uh, and is of Team Tyson, and so he's a little he's a little hurt by it. So if you all say that he's your favorite, I'm not going to be hurt by it. Okay. <laughs> well, I I will say each one of you just it, you guys just like Don and I compliment each other. You guys are the same. You you can't have one without the other. You you gotta have the team. You have you gotta have both of them there. It's just the chemistry. It's there's. It's all there. So I can't pick one or the other. Both of you are amazing, amazing people, amazing business owners, and doing all this for for everybody else. I mean, it's it's incredible. So um, I think both of you. I, I that's that's my answer. Both of you are pretty amazing. That's a great answer. I, I, I didn't want to put you guys on the spot. I was just teasing more than anything. Go ahead. <laughs> I, I was just going to say, it's kind of like, you know, picking between Iron Man or Captain America. You know, you just you just can't do that. So I'm, I'm just going to have to pick Thor. Nice. Good answer. <laughs> Listen, I can pick, I pick Iron Man every day of the week. Okay, I'm sorry. I, I like Iron Man. Cool. All right. I'm going to wrap things up before I do, and I want to remind everyone, go to the Facebook group. Get involved there. It's been on fire since the conference. Pretty awesome stuff. The other thing I want to do is remind everyone, go to iTunes or wherever you get your podcast. Please give us a five-star review. Help spread the love. I mean, we have we have spread the love, you know, one person at a time, sharing the podcast. Appreciate that. We'd also like to reach other people in those reviews. One other thing is we, we announced Maxwell Media at the conference where we'll start doing videos for people to tell your stories. So if that interests you, reach out to us. We'll help tell your story. Jimmy, what's your hack of the week? 
I was thinking on the way in that one of the great things about the conference is that uh, I came up with lots of good hacks. And one of the things I've already written about on the Facebook group that I loved about the conference was when Alicia Kinchlow talked about uh, the importance of reading every day, just taking a half hour and reading in our practice area. She, she gave a great presentation on adopting a new practice area, but she talked about how it's important. Like she, she shifted into family law and she spends half an hour every day reading about family law, not for a particular case that she's working on, but just to gain general knowledge. And I, I took that and I internalized that and I'm going to have our team do that when it comes to immigration law. But for me, it's always getting back to the reminder of reading about marketing. So I, I instantly translated what Alicia said into spending half hour a day reading every day on marketing because you never know where your next best idea is going to come from. Good stuff. It's really good. And, and her presentation was amazing. All right, Don and Edith, what's your tips and hacks of the week? Well, for uh, me, I... Go ahead. I'm sorry, you go, go ahead, Edith. No, I was just going to say one thing that I will suggest people do, um, and I don't know why I, why I think it's important, but I think when, if you're on social media and your friends and, and family know that you're on, on social media, always check in into your business when you're there physically. For some reason, I believe that makes people believe like this is a time to call. Um, you're making yourself available. Um, for some reason, I think that's important. So if you're on, on Facebook and you're at your office, check in and just, you know, say good morning to everybody. I'm here and I'm available. And for some reason, that really helps. It's true. She does get phone calls. She gets uh, messages, you know, through Facebook and, and some of the other social media. We do get cases through it. People do, you know, feel very comfortable reaching out to us through social media. My hack would be Ecamm Live. I love Ecamm Live. It's a, it's a way to broadcast live video. You can also record as well. I've tried uh, Wirecast, and I know there's uh, BeLive as well. I'm, uh, I'm sure they're fine. But Ecamm Live is, is for Mac only, but it's so easy to use, so easy to set up a very nice-looking professional um, broadcast. And you can bring up to five guests in if you'd like. Edith and I do our Body 5 um, recordings uh, on Ecamm Live. We also, when we do our live, we like announce the bike, Bikes for Kids winners, things like that. It's on Ecamm Live. And it's pretty inexpensive. I believe for the regular version, it's $12 a month. But it's amazing to be able to use uh, comments, uh, put lower thirds. It, it's, it's a really great program. And are you saying, will you spell that? E-CAM Live. E-C-A-M-M Live. L-I-Z as in Victor E. Gotcha. Okay, cool. I want to make sure because I, I did not get that. So perfect. That sounds like a, a good one. I'll, I'll check that out. So for my tip of the week, um, it was actually perfect. I got an email from Jason Self this morning. He sends out his, he got a Tuesday newsletter that he sends out, and he talks about how hey, during the summer we tend to sort of, you know, we get busy and we start to get start to have fun, and we kind of fall into these traps where you know you have to fight through it. And it's not really you're getting lazy; you're just sort of, you know, it's summertime. You know, it gets hot, and you either want to go to the pool or whatever, and get to get to have these fight throughs. You got to kind of fight through it. 
And he says to ask yourself two questions. If I win this fight through, how am I going to feel? And if I lose this fight through, how am I going to feel? And if you ask yourself those two questions, more likely than not, you're going to go with, you know, the win part, and you're going to fight through it, and it's going to make you feel good, and you're going to, it's going to move you towards your goals, uh, and, and accomplishing those goals. So um, that's my tip of the week. Ask yourself those two questions as you're in the middle of summer. You know, wh- what's going to happen? How am I going to feel if I win this fight through? And, and how am I going to feel if I lose this fight through? And that should help you out. Uh, Edith, Don, thank you so much for coming on. This has been amazing. Thank you so much for coming to the podcast and for listening for so long and contributing to the group. You all have both been amazing. So thank you so much. We appreciate it. Thank you. Thank, thank you. Bye, guys. Have a great week. See ya. You too. Thank you. Bye. Thanks for listening to the Maximum Lawyer Podcast. Maximum Lawyer Podcast. To stay in contact with your hosts and to access more content, more content. go to MaximumLawyer.com. Maximum Have a great week and catch you next time.